Gift Biz Unwrapped, guest episode number 413. We don't advise, it's always sell, 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 and promotion, 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 like we see a lot of businesses do. Attention, gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. Pursuing your dream can be fun. Whether you have an established business or are looking to start one now, you are in the right place. This is Gift Biz Unwrapped, helping you turn your skill into a flourishing business. Join us for an episode packed full of invaluable guidance, resources, and the support you need to grow your gift biz. Here is your host, gift biz gal, Sue Monheit. Hi there, it's Sue, and I'm thrilled that you've joined me here today. By now, I'm sure you've noticed the uptick in people talking about the importance of email marketing. Dare I say, even more important than social media. Email is your key to predictable and growing monthly sales. We'll dive into this further in a minute, but first, we've covered so many facets of a handmade product business over the course of the years, and today is no exception. We've talked about how to start and grow your business, stories from many of you who have done just that, how to choose and use social media sites, build your website. Oh my gosh, there is just so much information here for you, but not necessarily at your fingertips. So I've made a tool for you that categorizes by topic the episodes of this podcast, but only the ones that stay relevant over time. Because yes, let's face it, there are past shows that just don't work anymore for us today. The world is changing so fast, right? You can use this tool to zero in on whatever topic you need at the moment. Do you want to hear from others in your specific industry? How about details on Pinterest or setting up an email strategy? You can now easily find the right episodes and create your priority listening roster. Consider this your gift biz resource center at a glance. It's a Google Sheet best viewable on your computer versus your phone. Make sure to look on the bottom where there are five separate sections for easy topic reference, kind of like chapters of a book. It makes finding the shows to help you with what you're working on right now so much easier. To access this free resource, go to giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash topics. Now, with regard to email, It's one thing to understand its importance in theory and another to know how to use it to your advantage in your business. Today's guests are going to shed light on this with concrete direction on the what and the how. You'll hear how to grow your email list, four communication flows that you should have in place, where to find ideas for the content in your emails, and what to do after your email is sent. I know most of us think that once we press that send button, our work is done. Are you surprised to hear that there's more to it than this? And finally, my huge pet peeve. Laura and Adam answer the question about whether you should sell in each and every email you send. I'm going to tell you the answer right now. It's no. And yes. Let's jump over to the conversation so you can hear more. Today, we're going to be talking with Laura Hanlon and Adam Smith. Laura and Adam founded and have co-directed Pink Leopard, an e-commerce growth acceleration agency, for the last eight years. 
They're driven and passionate about getting under the skin of e-commerce businesses, helping them grow to seven and eight figures. Laura also has her own e-commerce store, so she understands every aspect of running a successful online store since she's been in the trenches with her clients. Laura and Adam focus on sharing their knowledge with how to grow via paid ads and email marketing. As a thought leader in creating advertising strategies for e-commerce brands, Adam takes time to understand the individual requirements and direction of each business to be able to make custom recommendations for their clients. Together, they are passionate about building a people-focused agency that attracts, retains, and cultivates the best talent to ensure client satisfaction. Laura and Adam, welcome to the Gift Biz Unwrapped podcast. Thank you. I am so excited to dive in because I feel like our conversation is going to be a little twist on some of the things we've talked about here already. But before we do that, I have some candle questions for you. I told you this has become a tradition on the show. We like to get to know you in a little bit of a different way by having you describe what a motivational candle would look like that resonates with you. So Laura, I'm going to let you take it away first. What would your motivational candle look like? Okay, so it would have to be pink in color, obviously wearing pink now. And with our business being called Pink Leopard, it's just, yeah, I feel like it's a great color and definitely reflects myself and the business. And as a quote, it would be, you are your greatest resource. And that's really, a mentor said that to me years ago, and I feel like it's always stuck in my mind, no matter what sort of challenge I face in business or even life, is just that you will always find the answer to whatever problem you have. And there are so many resources out there to you. I suppose chat GBT might have taken over that now. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's always stuck with me. And I think it's a really nice message to kind of have with you at all times. I think so, because it also empowers you. Yeah. So often we think that things are being done to us or we place limitations on ourselves because of something that's happened outside of ourselves. But if we can circle back and remember that inside us, we can figure it out and we have the power to make things happen. I think that's really a good thing for us to continue to remember all the time. Yeah. I like that a lot. Okay, Adam, what are you going to add with your candle? Okay, so my candle color would be green. Um, to me, green is quite a positive color because it means go and that you're on the right path to achieving your goals. So a little bit inspired by this book I'm actually reading at the moment by Matthew McConaughey called Green Lights. I don't know whether you've heard of that book, but what he says is with green lights is that throughout life, there's going to be stressful times or as Matthew McConaughey puts it, yellow and red lights. So kind of stumbling blocks that you have to overcome and challenges, but all of those challenges they provide you with a lesson to learn from and so once you have that lesson it gives you a green light so that you can positively move forward so it's about being having a positive and learning mindset and being able to improve at all times and learn from the situation that you're in because as you grow and learn one thing you may have gotten bigger or more knowledgeable and stretching yourself so then you encounter something else you need to learn from 100% yeah so there's always going to be a situation throughout business or personal life and you've got to really understand the why behind it I think we all have these situations and reflect back and say I'm so glad that happened but at the time it feels like the worst thing in the world so looking for that that opportunity and that positive kind of spin on things that have happened that weren't so great at that time yeah 
It's a good learning. And this is something I didn't know when I first started my businesses is I thought, you know, they're going to be so perfect. I'm going to put so much energy. And I had a lot of experience already. Like I know what I'm doing. Everything is going to run beautifully all the time. And it took me a long time to realize once you solve one problem, something else will come up. There's always like an open folder looking for your attention for a solution. And that's just the way business is. And once I got used to it, I'm like, okay, it's not me. This is how it is. This is how we roll. <laughs> 100%. And we're very much in the game of problem solving, you know, constantly. You know, from when we first started together to where we've come to now, there's always going to be a problem that we need to solve. And I think if you can kind of enjoy that and get into a mindset of there are going to be challenges, there are going to be problems, but we will overcome them. It's a better way to be rather than having a, a negative impact on it. Yeah. And this is how it's supposed to be. And this is how you grow. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so first, Laura, can we talk a little bit about your business? I know listeners would be interested in what you've been into that relates a lot with them. So you mentioned that you've had an e-commerce business. Share a little bit about that with us. Yeah, so the business, I kind of started the business after starting the agency. And it was really because of my love and passion for e-commerce. And I really wanted to have product business of my own, I suppose, really to show what's possible and to show like how you can grow it. Well, my goal was to grow it quite quickly, but how you can grow it, but also that I could also experience what our clients would face, because obviously it's all good talking about the marketing side, but there are so many different elements, aren't there, to the e-commerce business, Mm -hmm. Um, product side, customer service, everything kind of goes hand in hand. And so Yeah, and getting that experience was something I really wanted to focus on. So started a business called Canvas Creatures, which is a business where we would get customers would send in images of their pets, their favorite pets, and we would then turn it into a customized piece of artwork that would then get printed on canvas or mugs or t-shirts and get sent out to them in the post. And yeah, it is a really cute business. I love the e-commerce store. And we started in Q4 um, and really kind of excelled pretty quickly because obviously it's a gifting, huge gifting period. Oh, I love that. It's a pretty brave thing for you to do after you're already helping other people grow their businesses to start one of your own. But it brings so much credibility also to what you're doing and to your point being in the trenches and people really can know that you understand what they're going through. Plus, I love the business. You saw me light up when you said yeah. that because we have a brand new puppy. <laughs> oh, really? He's nine months now. He's not so. He's in his adolescent stage. <laughs> oh, yeah, I think that business was just people do light up when you talk about their pets or when you show them the art, the amount of customer kind of interactions that we'd have. Who doesn't smile with, with puppies? Yeah. Oh, exactly. Or kittens. Any animals, let's go with that. <laughs> well, exactly. And Facebook ads absolutely love pets as well because people click on them, engage with them. Seriously. So it was really, it was a passion of mine, but it was also knowing what was quite a good product at the time that would work marketing wise. So yeah. Love it. Yeah. And all e-commerce, 100% e-commerce. Yeah. 100% e-com. Yeah. Got it. Okay, so you did that after you guys had started Pink Leopard. Let's talk about how this idea came about and how you guys got together to form the agency. I'll let you take that one, Laura, because you obviously started it and then I came in a little bit late. Yeah, sure. So, well, Pink Leopard started because we were, I was at the time living in Australia and I was 
helping out businesses, doing a bit of consultancy work at the time, doing more when social media organic, when all, you could post something organically, you'd go viral and you get loads of sales. <laughs> Obviously that's changed. Back in the good old days yeah, of what, 10 years ago or something? <laughs> yeah, such good days. <laughs> but then I, I quickly kind of realized that speaking to businesses who wanted to really grow and scale and wanted to take their business from 5, 10K in sales a month up to sort of 50, 100K or whatever it may be, just those businesses really kind of needed paid advertising and a sort of a serious marketing funnel really to help them grow and scale. And it kind of wasn't really about just posting here and there now on social media, although I'm not saying obviously organic still works, but just spent a lot of money and a lot of time learning from some of the best mentors in the world to, because I really wanted to be one of the best in the world at advertising for e-commerce businesses. So yeah, started off getting really great results, got a lot of referrals from clients. And then I kind of came to a point where I was a one man band and it was just a lot trying to you know run every element of the business and luckily for me Adam and I have been friends for quite some time since we were younger we've kind of grown up in, a, in the same area and Adam was at a bit of a crossroads in his kind of journey and looking for something that he could do himself and be part of a business so our skill sets are really complementary so I invited Adam to come on the journey with me so we became business partners around about four or five years ago now so I'll let you take over from there Adam. <laughs> Yeah, so it came at a great time and I'd followed Laura's journey with Pink Leopard and Canvas Creatures and was always really intrigued by what she was doing and always knew that she was going to have a successful business. So when the time came when Laura gave me a shout to see if, you know, I'd be interested in joining her, I really did jump at that. But I think to echo what Laura said about us having uh, complementing skill sets, my background is in new business development. So it's finding businesses that we can really support and help and drive great results for. Um, we're not right for absolutely everybody and we want to make sure that we're honest in that approach from the get-go so doing a real kind of deep dive and understanding of the opportunity and where we can help is really important and part of our ethos at Pink Leopard but I think to add to that my background was also in employee engagement so big thing for Laura and I when starting this agency was how do we create the best kind of agency for people to work in so how do we attract that best talent how do we retain that best uh, talent and make a really lovely culture to work in which has that knock for our clients because when you've got a great team that love what they do they produce really great work so that's kind of how we started the business together when I came on board and now we're at a point yeah where we offer a range of different services to e-commerce stores and really helping them to grow and thrive love it absolutely love it and I really like the fact that you guys each of you brings an area of expertise together that naturally merge together but also are important for business growth for sure so now I'm going to ask you guys a really uncomfortable question. Are you ready? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. I want you to brag a little bit because when we first started talking about doing the podcast together, you know, I want to always make sure it's handmade product type based businesses versus service businesses because service can be a little bit different and that doesn't really fulfill what our listeners are listening to. So I asked about, were you heavily involved in product based businesses? And I heard some of your great results. So instead, of me reading what they are can you share with me one or two success stories and you are allowed to boast I'm letting you boast that's why I told you it was going to be uncomfortable <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> 
I think Canvas Creatures is a good place to start with what Laura did there and how she, you know, really elevated it from naught to really, I have to, you have to remind me of the actual figures there, Laura, but from where yeah. you took it zero to, you know, amazing results. Yeah, so we started, so we took it from spending nothing and obviously achieving no sales because we didn't have an audience or anything at the time to over the first quarter achieving 100k in sales and increased. So we started off on Facebook ads solely and doing a bit of email marketing, but that really was yeah, our first quarter in sales and it continued to grow and scale. It's a very seasonal product. So it was very much kind of around Q4 was obviously a huge time for us. And then around Mother's Day, Father's Day. So we kind of scaled up and went with the flow of the seasons. But yeah, with other clients, we have taken a homeware company. They are in the sell flowers from spending nothing on Facebook to 100K a month over a year. They were seeing about half a million in sales monthly. So we built up their Facebook ads and also supported with kind of all of the elements of their marketing, really, when it came to creative and directing them on email marketing so yeah, they're kind of two, I suppose, two of the proudest ones really that we've achieved. I saw the results and this results speak volumes, right? So mm-hmm. you guys definitely know what you're talking about. I'm imagining that, as you've said, you want to know what the needs of the customer are, and then you figure out what services are applicable. Adam, you'd made a comment, especially with new business development, that there are some businesses that aren't right for the things you do. What do you mean by that? Yeah, so it's having, rather than being conceptual, it's having a proven product that can actually sell online. So having the concept is one thing, but then proving its actual viability is another. So we tend to not work with businesses that have just an idea. They have to have some form of organic sales coming through so that we can say, okay, well, it's already selling. There's already results here. Let's elevate that and push it forward. And then with e-commerce, as we know, there's a lot of moving parts to it. So the website needs to be good. The marketing element is one major cog in the whole machine, but it is still one cog. So once we get the traffic to the site, if the site isn't performing, our work is, it can be a very expensive way to get people on your website that then don't convert. So we need to be confident that the website is performing well. Things like reviews and stock issues and suppliers and things like that, we have to take into consideration because if the client is always out of stock, we're going to have to stop start the ads and things like that. So yeah, lots and lots of uh, moving parts that we need to consider and almost have a criteria for them to tick the boxes of. Otherwise, we can't really support them. We're very honest about that as well. We let them know, you know, maybe go away and consider doing X, Y, and Z, and then we'll talk after that. But we want to make sure that these businesses have a good foundation that we can actually help grow rather than just trying on their behalf. Yeah. You answered my question. If you suggest and advise people, you know, go fix up your website or whatever you need to do, actually get your product from idea in your head to reality and prove that it's saleable, right? I talk with people about this as validating your product because there's no reason to start throwing a ton of money if what you've made, nobody will open their wallet and pay for or press the buy button, you know, whatever the situation is. So yeah, so getting a certain level of your business established and producing beforehand. Yeah, is where you start. Okay. All right. So I really, really want to dive into email and 
Facebook ads and everyone listening, don't click off right now because you're going to hear good things about both and they can go hand in hand. They don't necessarily have to go hand in hand, but I think that's really where I'd love to dive in. And I think where our conversation can serve the people who are listening the most. So Mm -hmm. let's start with like grounding email, why you feel it's important, and then we can go from there. So I think email is found a really, really important foundational piece for any e-com store, because if you have some automations and flows in place, that will really help with customer retention and making sure that sales are still happening as people go into different flows and sequences. So the three main flows that we say are kind of must-haves would be your welcome flow, your abandoned cart flow, and your abandoned browsing flow. And these should be making up kind of 17 to 20% of your total e-com store sales. Now, the reason why we say get those in place kind of early on is it will really complement the acquisition side of things. So if you are running some paid ads or people are coming to your website, whichever sort of means they're getting there, once they actually give you their email address and their email details, they'll fall into these sequences. And it's almost, you know, it's a form of retargeting and giving people, you know, the information about the business that they need, giving them an incentive to buy. And they're really profitable as well, because once your flows are set up, designed well, copywritten well, and actually in place, it takes very kind of little maintenance after that. So a very, very good first thing to do with your email is get those flows right. Yeah. And the automation is fabulous. I think a lot of people are fearful of, well, how would I set that up? Like, how does it all work? But there are so many services now. I mean, I'm a big proponent of Shopify, but a lot of these types of programs have something already partially set up that you just have to, or partially installed with that are accessible to you that you just have to set up properly and click the button so that they'll start working, right? Yeah, absolutely. And also, yeah, Shopify has all the apps in place and we're huge kind of believers in Clavio. That's also (laughs) similar to, well, I suppose similar in the respect that you can just set up the flows so it has it all for you and it's pretty intuitive. Yeah. Um, And you don't have to, you know, straight out of the gate if you're just starting and building. You don't, and like with Canvas Creatures, we never went straight into getting designers and fancy copywriters. You just want to get the basics done well. Right start there and then you can start building. Right. Many people won't know what Clavio is. So why don't you share that with everybody? Yeah. So Clavio is an email software platform. So it'd be akin to the likes of Mail, well, just a different service provider to the likes of MailChimp, Aweber. But we find that it's a really great system for e-commerce because of the ability that it has to help you segment your list to set up these automated flows. So you don't actually have to buy additional apps like you do in Shopify. Clavio can do absolutely everything for you. So it is a very, very intuitive tool. And as we say, set up for e-commerce businesses. So yeah, that's why we're really fun. Am I wrong? Or does Clavio also integrate with Shopify? It does. Yeah. Yeah. So if someone buys on Shopify and you have Clavio and it's connected, then all that email functionality happens in Clavio. Yeah, exactly. To a much higher degree. MailChimp is great. I know some people use Constant Contact, but mm-hmm. this is a higher level of sophistication and you can automate more things, you know, apart from what we've just talked about here in terms of the welcome and the recapturing of abandoned areas. 
you can do even so much more in something like Clavio. I think I'm not sure, I haven't looked at MailChimp recently, but I think they limit how many funnels you can have or the sophistication of the funnels and the tagging and all of that, right? Yeah, exactly, exactly that. Yeah, so all Clavio integrates, yeah, perfectly with Shopify. So a lot of our clients are on Shopify and Canvas Creatures on Shopify linked to Clavio. And also when you set up list building campaigns within say Facebook advertising, for example, that can also integrate into Clavio. It essentially becomes a big sort of CRM system for you. Okay. So that's a good combination. You would recommend that type of a combination. Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's go back to theory a little bit because I'm afraid some of the more tech things, we're going to lose people. Okay. We all understand what a welcome message is. Abandoned carts are capturing people who looked and maybe forgot, like their kids got in a fight and they had to leave and they had something in their cart. Like there's so much opportunity to recapture sales. I don't know if you guys have a percentage, but I know that it's huge of how much sales you can recapture on average. Yeah. From abandoned cart. Mm -hmm. Yeah. It really varies from client to client. Oh, for sure. I know that overall, like it's huge how much you can recapture. All your efforts to having gotten someone over to your website, looking at your product, just think about it. Like then they go into and purchase something and it sits in the cart. And for some reason they get distracted or they think about coming back later, but then they forget. These are sales that you recapture with no extra effort for yourself. Such opportunity lost if you don't do this. I talk about in the person-to-person space because a lot of our folks go to craft shows. And if you have someone come to a booth and don't capture their email address and they just walk away, you might have had a great conversation with them. They're lost to you forever. Mm-hmm. You know, that's kind of like not doing anything with abandoned cart sales because it's sitting there. All they have to do is one final thing. They thought of buying it at one point and poof, gone, just gone. Yeah, absolutely. I, I do it myself all the time. And I'm actually really grateful for those emails that pop up to remind me because I'm like, yeah, I nearly, I nearly <laughs> <laughs> maybe I'm a, <laughs> a bad example of it. But there you go. <laughs> yeah. It also gives you a chance if, you know, if they've come to your website from being a show or because somebody's mentioned it and then they've come to your website and not bought for whatever reason. It also gives you that opportunity to give them an, another incentive. So maybe they just want to hear a little bit more about the business or maybe it's a 10% sweetener that gets them over the sort of purchasing finishing line. So it's a really good opportunity to build a connection and really encourage them to purchase. So yeah, huge opportunity. Okay. I think we've got everyone understanding about all of this. What other types of emails do you feel are important for e-commerce and what purpose do they serve? I wanted to pause this discussion for a second to let you know that I recognize you may be feeling overwhelmed right now. I mean, I bring on great guests who are specialists in their fields, and we get into fabulous conversations that you know can help grow your business. So after the show, you have the full intention of grabbing a download, making an adjustment on your website, or any number of other ideas that arise as a result of this podcast. But what happens? You get back to your other activities and the momentum you once had gets lost. What you've planned to do is forgotten. Then you feel bad because your business is going on as usual without implementing anything that you know would help grow your business. We're just too busy doing all the things like a robot 
moving from one thing to another without thinking. Because we have to. I get it. I've been there. But guess what? There is another way. Since I recognized this exact behavior in my own business, I set out to do something about it. And now, what works for me, I'm sharing with you. I formalized the process, and it's called the Inspired Daily Planner, made specifically for gifters, bakers, crafters, and makers. But it's not your ordinary planner. First off, it comes with a video explaining my productivity strategy. Plus, it's not dated, so you can start using your planner the second it arrives at your doorstep. And that's not all. Included for each day is a motivational message or business building tip and plenty of space to capture and book in time for to-dos, schedule appointments, and all those other ideas that are now getting lost. Think of it as a book and a planner all in one, yet compact enough to carry with you and resource as necessary. It's the perfect solution to truly act and move your business forward. Go to giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash inspired to get your hard copy planner along with my power of purpose video that will set you on the path for true business growth. This makes a great gift too. So if you have a biz bestie, pick up a planner for them too. That link again is giftbizunwrapped.com forward slash inspired. Okay, let's get back to the show. So you could bring in another flow, which would be your customer win back. So people who haven't purchased from you for quite some time and trying to get them to re-engage and purchase from you again. It's a good one to have because naturally they're already familiar with your brand. They've already bought your product. So the likelihood of them buying again could be higher than somebody who is cold. We also recommend as well sending out regular email blasts to your database. So yeah, making sure that you are sending a variety of different messages to your subscribers. It could be incentives again, it could be a sale, it could be a promotion, it could be telling the brand story, but really keeping those hot customers and potential customers really engaged with the brand. On top of that, not to get too technical, but you want to make sure that the audiences are kind of segmented as well. So you can hit different groups of people with different types of messages. So it could be, for example, that you have a group of people that have never bought from you before. So you need to give them something a little bit different to those groups of people who are regular customers. So for a VIP list, for example, from somebody you know that has bought from you one, two, three, four times, you want to be thanking them and maybe incentivizing them in in a different way with a different type of message. Whereas people who haven't bought before, you want to encourage them to buy for the first time. So the incentive and the copy and the message behind that would be a bit different. Mm -hmm. And all of this, once you've set it up, can be done within Klaviyo. I think this is where there might be a difference with MailChimp. And setting that up, is that part of what you help your customers do, help them set up these funnels so that they will automatically trigger? Yeah, absolutely. And so the win back one, you're able to set up, if we haven't gotten an order from a customer within a certain amount of time, then trigger this email to go off, something like that, right? Mm -hmm. Exactly that, yeah. So you put in the different parameters and it could be that, you know, this person, you tell Clavio that you want to send a message out to a group of people that haven't bought from you for 180 days or six months or whatever it might be. And then they will be triggered to send, to receive an email from the business Mm -hmm. to try and re-engage them and to purchase again. 
Perfect. And so question about the ongoing emails, the emails that you normally send out. And let's say this is to a segmented list that you are just, for whatever reason, you've decided you want to communicate with regularly. What frequency? So you've got a really, again, dependent, a really annoying when marketing, everything's dependent on your product. So annoying, Laura. (laughs) (laughs) I hate it when people say it to me, so I'm fine. We would say a good rule of thumb is once a week to start with, and then you can learn the behavior of how that list responds, certainly until you start building up a big list where you can then segment and get a bit fancy with the targeting. But to start with, I'd say once a week and making sure that it's just consistent and you're getting good sales. And then if you're not getting great sales, you can potentially, or you're not getting good click-through rates, you can then maybe drop it down slightly. Or if you are, you can then push it and maybe do sort of six emails or eight emails, but really then just understanding how your audience is responding to that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And what do you put in these emails? I mean, is it always product and like selling or what is your suggestion there? Yeah. So with e-commerce, yes, they're most often product focused, but it's not necessarily always, we don't advise it's always sell, sell, sell and promotion, promotion, promotion. Like we see a lot of businesses do. Again, depends on the segment of your list. You are sending different emails to different segments, but if it's to the same segment that you were sending one email a week, it might be for canvas creatures, for example, you can send out things like this is our portrait of the week, but at the bottom, you would still have them link through to how they can purchase something similar. Or you may share a testimonial that somebody has shared with you from the product Another one then might be because it's Valentine's Day, we're doing 30% off for your, you know, the most important person in your life, a gift for them. So it's always, it's really good to get your sort of 12 month calendar or a six month calendar and looking at where those promotional points are, things like Valentine's Day, Mother's Day, Father's Day, they're really, really good because they're kind of already events there that you can utilize and make advantage of. And then around that, you can just build up other ideas. You can look at seasons. So if it's hot weather, when you're an outdoor clothing brand, it could be five ideas or five tips that you can do in the outdoors, but you always like link your products in with that so that people are subliminally being marketed to us. Because you're an e-commerce business after all. So you always want to have that link where if someone's interested in buying, they can do so. Yeah. You know, I talk about this a lot, but I wanted to get your take on it. The bigger brands, because they do so many other things, you know, like TV, I'm talking about the mega brands, like they do TV or they do radio or they're on Facebook all the time and they're running so many ads, like they're in your face all the time. TikTok, reels, like all of it. When the emails come, they seem to be more individual product base and go sell. Mm. When we're smaller... And you can contradict me after I say this, because I want to know your opinion. But I feel like always doing product price, product price, conditions customers, even if they love you, not to open it because they're like, oh, yes, I have it, but I'm fully stocked right now. I don't need it. And then they don't open the email. And if you send weekly emails week after week after week, then eventually you're not going to be in the primary folder anymore because they're not opening, that you're going to be in the promotions folder right? Mm -hmm. Versus what you're talking about, like making it interesting to open an email, there's always going to be a link to go and grab the product. But five key points about why this product is healthy for you. 
looking at the pet of the week because they're also cute. And to your point, like we all want to see adorable little pet faces, right? Like so that you never know what's going to be behind that email, but it always either makes you smile, you learn something, you get a discount, but you don't know until you open. Yeah. Am I on target here or what would you say? Yeah, absolutely. I think a good thing to do is to also look and learn from your own behaviors, like what emails do you open? What do you like to see from brands and start to take note of that? I mean, we're on so many different email lists from different brands. So it's something that we're looking at all the time and gaining ideas. And we've got files where the team can share if there's a great email or why they've hooked you in. So yeah, and often it's the one, sometimes I love sale, I like a love sale promotions for jewelry, you know, everybody does. <laughs> so I will, <laughs> hint, hint. <laughs> so I will click on that and I will often purchase on those sales ones, but not every single time. And it would completely put me off if it was always just, this is our product, this is the price, it's boring. So you do have to get creative and find ways, exactly as we've just just discussed to mm-hmm. entice people and put yourself in your audience's shoes like what do they want to know what do they like reading about and if you are sending emails and it's a they're a bit more like a how-to email or an instructional and your audience responds to that and the click-through rate's high and you're getting purchases then wow amazing that's what they want to see so do more of that and if it you know or if it's they love reading reviews and testimonials then do more of that so always be looking to see how they respond Really good point. Don't just once you have the email scheduled to send, think, okay, I'm done with that one. Put it in your calendar to go back and look at how the performance is of each one and figure out, you know, which ones your audience likes the best. Yeah, really, really good point. The other thing that you said that I think is a great idea too, is if you're at a loss for what to put in emails, go into that promotion folder if you're on Gmail and see which subject lines or when you actually click in what they're showing is interesting to you. It's not that you're going to copy it, but use it as inspiration of something that you could do with your product. So there's lots of ideas out there. You don't have to be at a loss for things to put in email for sure. Yeah, absolutely. Marketing is all about borrowing ideas. <laughs> yeah, <I'm> borrowing. <laughs> but it's true. It's true, right? Like on this show, and I mentioned this in a podcast a little while ago, and it relates, but it doesn't. I midweek do a podcast called Tips and Talk. It's just me talking. Mm-hmm. How do I think of an idea every single week of what I'm going to talk about? I go into the Facebook group and see what people are talking about. But I also, do you know Seth Godin? Yeah. Okay. So he does a daily email has nothing to do with product handmade-based businesses. They're usually pretty small and they will trigger an idea. So I'm not even taking what he says, but it triggers an idea for me that I know is a pain point for my audience. You know, you say borrowing, it's just like it inspires you or gives you other thoughts. You don't have to sit in a blank corner, Mm -hmm. solid room, no one else there and come up with things all by yourself, I guess is the point. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I love that. I definitely do that. Yeah, borrowing ideas, using ideas from other industries as well is so, yeah, it's so clever and it's just, it's inspiring. And I often find I get times where I will have, if I'm thinking of ideas for brands calendar or what to put, I often find like sitting and having a bit of a brainstorming session in one because I find if you're trying to do it weekly, sometimes you sit down and it's really hard to get your creative brain going. As soon as I'm like dropping my kid off at nursery, I've got all these ideas that I can't write it down. Um, so I, but I do think once you get into the flow, you get into the flow. So trying to do that sort of those ideas, maybe for the month or for six weeks in advance at one go when you're feeling creative is also another hack I would definitely advise. 
I think that's really good because you're not getting into creative mode for five minutes and then out, you know, in and out. I'll do that. Like if I see one of the emails that I want to keep, I just print it and put it in a folder. So then when mm-hmm. it's time for me to get started, I can go through and some of them are like, what was I thinking? Gone, <laughs> you <Yeah>. know, <laughs> but some of them spark an idea. So the other thing, like if you were doing what I was talking about going into the, your promotion folder, have another folder of emails and things that you think are interesting, just slide them into that folder so that when you are at a point where you're writing emails, you can just access that folder. And to your point, Laura, all of those ideas would be there then for you. Mm-hmm. But I like the idea of grouping your tasks that way when you're in that mindset. That's really smart. Yeah. Okay. So all of this is great about email, but we need addresses to send to. Right. So, and we probably have a few in the beginning because we have our friends and our family and, you know, and we start acquiring. But what is your best tip here on how we build this email list so we have someone to talk to via email? Yeah. So, making sure, so you've got to, first of all, have a a pop up on your website. So when you do have traffic landing on your site, you've got a really clear, easy way for them to put their details in and having some sort of office. You'll often see it if you go on people's on different websites and you'll see put 10% in for, to, sorry, put your emails in to receive 10% off. And then often I won't go into SMS marketing, but sometimes it's then and another 5% if you add your phone number in there. My mind was going there. <laughs> exactly. I was thinking, how many people do that second one? Do you have any idea? I think it's about, again, massively, massively dependent on each brand and what, sure. you, what you incentivize them with. But I think a good rule of thumb could be 30%. 30% take that thing. second one. Yeah. Okay. But hugely dependent on how good that offer is and how good the incentive is. Because a lot of people, we always get asked as well, like how what conversion rate the pop-up has but it would be so different from if you have no offer to then if you obviously have 20% or if you had 100% off (laughs) which you would never do but crazy conversion rate so having that on your website and popping up and again that's another part that Clavio does so that pop-up on your website you can build within Clavio which then people put their details in and that's how it feeds directly into your Clavio account from your website but secondly once you have your pop-up you've obviously got to have traffic hitting your store to put their details into the pop-up and that's you know obviously in the form of paid advertising generally organically you can definitely do this as well and have a link in your bio that says that they can get a discount for heading to the website and entering their details to be part of your newsletter but what we find is that Facebook ads works really really well and that's because a, you can either send people to your website um, to the pop-up, but B, you can also use in Facebook ads what's called lead formats. And it's essentially a pop-up within Facebook. So if somebody doesn't have to leave Facebook, they don't have to get onto your website to put their details in. You build the pop-up that pops up within Facebook, they put their 10% in and that gets directly kind of pinged over into Clavio. So that's how we find works really well to grow our clients' email list. Okay, so everyone stays on the same page with us. We are not talking about Facebook ads that go to a sale of your product. We're talking Mm -hmm. about a Facebook pop-up or either ads that bring you to the website to the pop-up or there's a pop-up right in Facebook that are offering a 10% off where you're in exchange for the address. Mm -hmm. This is like the handshake when you first meet somebody not asking for the date, right? You're just getting to know somebody first, right? Okay, so carry on with that. 
yeah so that's one really good way and obviously that's a way of paid advertising but there's also if you don't want to necessarily spend money on paid advertising another really good way that we found is by running competitions yeah you can have a landing page set up on your website that's a hidden landing page so it doesn't have to link to any other part of your website and again you can use paid ads to send traffic there But what we find works better is if you work, say, collaborate maybe with four or five other brands and put together like a really good prize. And then you can each share that competition with your social media organically, with your list, so that you're actually utilizing other brands' audiences who have a similar interest to your products as you do because that's a way to get good quality people into your list sometimes if you run paid ads straight to a competition you kind of get every tom dick and harry that just wants to try and win a competition so what's the competition like give me an example of what a competition would be so again just going back to canvas creatures we could do we're obviously thinking of the person who's going to win the prize so you could collaborate with a pet food brand they so they could win a pet food brand they could win a portrait of their pet they could win a dog grooming kit, you know, and a couple of other prizes. So in order to win this huge product, they have to come to the landing page, enter their email address, and they're in the draw and it's a random, you know, like randomized how they win. Got it. Kind of like a sweepstakes. Yeah. Or something like that. So there's no, which is the cutest pet? There's none of that. It's just the capturing of the email gives them entrance into the drawing. Yeah, exactly. Which is nice because it's super fast too. Yeah. Like easy, you enter your email and then everybody who's part of that competition gets those emails, right? You do as the coordinator, but to your point, so then the dog food company, mm-hmm. the we're into pet bandanas. So the pet bandana company, yeah. <laughs> whatever. So each of those businesses would then have that email list, right? Yeah, exactly. That. And that's of course stated somewhere legally somehow <laughs> yeah exactly you'd have to have that written on the landing page clear to to enter in the t's and c's but making it a big prize because we often see people doing a lot of prizes it's like win one bandana for example which for some people they will enter but if you want to get people they still have to <laughs> that's you see <laughs> that's me <laughs> but for people that you know they want to win a big prize like putting your email address is still like we're kind of people don't like giving their email addresses away that easily now so if you enter a competition on social media and you just have to comment yes to be entered into the prize then that's a lot easier than giving your email address so you do want a good prize in order to get people to part with their email address and a prize that relates to your products not an ipad right yeah yeah exactly (laughs) because you want people to give email addresses who are interested in the product selections that are there not just to win any kind of a prize either yeah well and that's the whole reason of the collaboration is because right mr ipad man's audience may not be have any relevance to yours whereas the pet food person would yeah exactly and so then everybody who's participating let's say there's three people they all share the cost of the ads too yeah if you're running paid ads that way if you're running paid ads yeah but like this i could see handmade creators who have been hesitant about ads before say all right well if i did this with two or three other people and ran an ad to a page that was collecting emails to a contest i'm not doing this all by myself first Mm -hmm. off like i could really see you guys will tell me in the comments of this podcast but i could really see that being really interesting for people to do Mm -hmm. i totally see it 
The other thing that's so good about this idea, and I've never thought of this before, so it's amazing. I love it so much, is all of us have people who have followed us or like us on our social media platforms, but aren't on our email list. And we all know the drama when the platforms go dark for sometimes it's just a minute or sometimes you get kicked off of Instagram or whatever it is, and you could potentially lose all of those connections that you had if they're not on your email list. So Mm -hmm. this is a fun way of capturing another portion of people who are following you on social, but aren't on your email list. Because the lists aren't the same. Who you have on your email list is not the same as who you have on following you on Facebook, obviously, right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's another great reason to do it. So yeah, especially if you've got, like you said, if you've got quite a big built up audience where you want to get them onto your email list, definitely a good way. Then once they do the email, they're automatically on your list and then you can send them through then these other types of things that we've talked about before, like the weekly newsletters or win backs if they've left you for a while, that type of thing. So I think we've gone full circle now in terms of how this can work together so nicely. And the other thing, I am not in any way, shape or form a Facebook ad specialist. I have people who do my ads for me because I'm not going there. But ads in this manner are way less expensive than ads going directly to a product also, right? So that's another advantage. Yeah, absolutely. Because if we run like a full sort of paid strategy for a brand where you're running ads to product pages and you're wanting this traffic to convert into purchases, you're obviously competing with every other e-commerce brand similar to yours who wants to buy that traffic. So in this way, um, your cost per lead is cheaper. So you can run this traffic ads top of funnel to a cold audience. The email flows do the retargeting for you. So you don't have to spend a lot of money in Facebook ads running a top of funnel, a middle of funnel to a warm audience, and then retargeting them because that's what the abandoned cart and the welcome flows do for you. So it's it's by all accounts a cheaper way. And it doesn't mean that because somebody's seen an ad that's promoting um, you to join their list, it doesn't mean that people aren't then going to hit the product page and purchase. Like we often see really good returns on those ads, which is a win-win really. Right. Well, and it's so much easier to put in an email than to click buy if it's the first time someone's ever even seen you right? And maybe they don't need your product right now. But to your point earlier, maybe it's a holiday thing. So by the time the holidays come, they'll purchase. But if they only see that buy ad in the beginning and don't respond to it, once again, you've lost them. Yeah. The whole strategy makes so much sense to me. I absolutely love it. I do have one more question. This is selfish because my assistant and I argue about this all the time. (laughs) How often should you clean your list? and get rid of people who haven't opened for X amount of time. Adam? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I think you should always be looking at the health of your list. I think if you are going to start any email marketing campaign, obviously you want to do that straight away. And then make sure on, on a monthly basis that you're looking back on your list and just doing a bit of a test to make sure that it's nice and clean and healthy. So on a monthly basis or bi monthly at most. Okay. All right. Perfect. We don't do it that often. (laughs) Well, yeah, I think it depends on how much, on the time that you have. Like for our clients, obviously we're always in their email accounts. So that's something that we will continue to do. But if you, I mean, we clean out undeliverables because what's the point, right? So that we do on a more regular basis. And we'll also clean out unopens 
for a six month period. Cause you know how some people just have an email that they never look at. They only do it for promotions. Mm, yeah. We feel like, you know, then we get rid of those. The fact is people do it. That's fine. But then to clean it out and get those out of your way, because they're almost like undeliverables because they're not mm -hmm. being used. So we clean those out. But I was really curious. Now I'm going to go back uh -huh. and tell Lori what you said. <laughs> yeah. We'll see where that goes. So, all right, wonderful. This has been so interesting. And really, I love the idea of the competition or sweepstakes or whatever. That is amazing. And I really, I think we're going to trigger some thoughts for people about combining together with a few other people and maybe trying these types of ads for the very first time. You know, people who've never done it before, it just feels much more palatable, you know, if you haven't dipped your toe into ads yeah. like this before. So, and definitely worth it. 100% worth it. So share with us a little bit more about the business, what you offer, where people could go and learn more, whatever. This is your promo spot. What do you want to tell people who are listening? <laughs> now that they know all this goodness that you can provide because you've had such great ideas and direction. Yeah, sure. So we're a growth acceleration digital marketing agency, really helping businesses to grow and scale and thrive via paid social, paid search and email. There are kind of three main channels that we work on. But the goal for us is really to make sure that our client's message is spotted, bit of a play on words there with Leopard, in the right place at the right time and by the right audience. So we mainly work with female-founded businesses with products that appeal to a female audience. And we have a number of different products within Pink Leopard to help people scale and grow if they've got, you know, a really established and, and functioning business or if they're on the more startup end of the scale. We can help help with things like the email list build and getting those flows right, that foundational stuff as well. So there's a real kind of breadth of what we can do across the agency to help people get started or to accelerate their growth. Google ads, I have to ask. Absolutely. Yeah. So we do Facebook, Instagram, TikTok and Pinterest. Then we do Google ads for search and then email marketing where we're a, a Clavio, official Clavio partner. Wonderful. Perfect. Well, thank you so much. I am so glad that we had the chance to talk today. I know we have gotten in the minds of some people who are listening here and hopefully will prompt them to try something out here. So thank you. Thank you so much for being on the show today. Thank you so much for having us, Sue. It was really great speaking to you. Can I just say, I love the idea of challenges for email list growth. If you've been sitting on a stagnant list with no regular increase in prospects, this may be just the thing to kickstart activity there. To learn more about Pink Leopard, you can visit their website, which is pinkleopard.co.uk, and on Instagram and Facebook, Pink Leopard UK. I want to make sure you're familiar with my free Facebook group called Gift Biz Breeze. It's a place where we all gather and are a community to support each other. I've got a really fun post in there that's my favorite of the week, I have to say, where I invite all of you to share what you're doing, to show pictures of your product, to show what you're working on for the week, to get reaction from other people, and just for fun because we all get to see the wonderful products that everybody in the community is making my favorite post every single week, without doubt. Wait, what? Aren't you part of the group already? If not, make sure to jump over to Facebook and search for the group Gift Biz Breeze. Don't delay. 
come join us in Gift Biz Breeze. Today, 